When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright School. Are you ready? Class is in session. Welcome back to Fright School. Fright School. I don't know why I did like Fright School. That was nice. It's a fright. It's a frightening school. It's a frightening school, right? Fright, fright, <laughs> fright school. Oh, Joe, how are you? Here we are back with our first full episode since like February. February, yes. February. We have been really busy and, um, you know, the state of the world is also awful and I've been feeling depressed. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. But no, uh, no, but seriously, yeah, we've just had so much like going on. And um, so we're we're getting back out there. We've got uh, some episodes in the in the can. Hopefully, <laughs> when this airs, <laughs> that will come out um, soon. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes. We have lots of stuff, cool stuff coming up, though. You we know? have a lot of cool stuff. We folks. do. We got. We, yeah, we got. We got stuff. Tell them. Yeah. What do, we, got, what do we got? Right. So we have very cool coming up in July. Midsummer Scream, which is going to be fun. We're going to go there and see Elvira, and also see. Sam, Sam Weinman, our friend from The Quiet Room, yes. which is doing really awesome Yes, and going out there in the world and people are freaking loving it, which they yeah. should. So if you haven't, you need to go back yeah. and listen to our Sam Give Weinman Give him money. Episode. Make it full. Give yes. him money. Yes, yes, yes. He's so good. Um, I also, Scare LA is coming up. I'd really like to do that in August. I think that'd be fun. Uh, we've got film out is doing some horror stuff we might go to and hopefully get some, um, and then it's going to be October again. And we'll, we'll go back to, uh, not uh, scary farm. Yes, <laughs> yes. I, I can't wait for that. Joshua is just like, I said, October and Ooh, yes, it's going to be, this is so Halloween. Good. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we've got, we've got some cool stuff coming up that we're going to do fright school episodes around. We have some movies on the docket. We're kind of getting back into the groove of it. We're sorry for being away so long. We know you've missed the uh, sultry sounds, the, the dulcet tones of my voice. <laughs> uh, Lord. <laughs> Joe's voice as well, which has gone silent. I know. I've gotten, I've gotten silent, but, you know, my, my voice may be silent, but in tide I am screaming. <laughs> anyway, so what other things do we need to get caught up on what have we been doing what what um let's get all like the gay things out of the way we've gay been watching pose. Uh, pose which is very very good i do pose. recommend everybody watch it what um i can walk down fifth avenue cheekbones high as the sun in the sky and i can pass as any white woman <laughs> <laughs> you are nothing beast have you been watching it like over and over? I again? love that scene. <laughs> I love that scene. It's like I can pass, mm. beast. 
Uh, suppose it's set in the 80s in the bowl culture of the of New York and uh, you Nueva York. Some um, Paris is burning realness, which I think we have discussed on the on the podcast before. We have, yes. Um, it is like a fantastic documentary, and so is... many trans ladies in it. So mm-hmm. many trans folks with an X, like mm-hmm. just people of color, trans people, people of trans color, trans people I mean, of it's color, queer people of color in general. It's incredible. You have Evan Peters and James Vanderbeek, like serving you that white boy cis hat. Like upward mobility of the eighties, upward mobility of the eighties, snorting coke in their offices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's been really really good, and um, I'm you know, actually really enjoying Kate Mara. Yeah, she's <laughs> of the great. Mara sisters, she is my favorite. Yep, she's lovely. Uh, so Pose is Ryan Murphy's new show. It's the last show he's doing for FX before he moves to his three hundred million dollar deal with uh, Netflix. I thought he was... So he's not doing American Horror Story, though? No, I mean, he'll continue to... Yeah, I mean, yes. Oh, okay. But this is the last original series oh, yes. he will produce for Fox and then, or FX. And then he'll turn it all the way up. Yes. You know? Very well, curious how that's going to I know. We'll have out. more ass from Finn Whitrock and right. Evan Peters. Lord. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, this is a podcast about horror, so Pose uh, doesn't really fit entirely, but... Real Although life. real life horror, yeah. you know, people struggling to just be themselves in a in a in a world uh, violently opposed to that. Mm-hmm. So I am curious where it's going to go. There's a, already a couple characters that I fear for that I, I'm afraid to love too much because I'm afraid we'll lose them. Yes, you're very much you <laughs> you are keeping them at an arm's length yeah. because you are afraid to lose them. Yeah, you that's know. very very waspy. Well, you know, and Paris is Burning has that because it's mm-hmm. like you know halfway through the movie you find out one of the characters that you know is very endearing to the audience Venus Extravaganza Mm -hmm. was like strangled to death and found four days later underneath a motel bed in some Mm -hmm. seedy part of town so it's it's a twist you know and it's very sad and so um I I just keep thinking that if they've really based this on that it would be very disingenuous to tell this story without that element Mm -hmm. you know because it is such it is something that trans people, particularly trans women of color, mm-hmm. um, black women, black trans women face like extreme violence, murderous violence. And it's like, I don't want that like glorified or glamorized in any way on television, but I do think it's something that we need to talk about and something that's very true. So if they're, if they're pulling this story from Paris is burning, I just really think that's going to be one of the characters is going to meet like a really sad end mm-hmm. and probably one of the characters I really like, yeah. <laughs> which would make sense. Um, you know, so, but I really recommend it, um, you know, in something outside of horror. It's fun. It's camp in a way, mm-hmm. although not too campy. I was worried. It's uh, not too campy. It is. But in the way Paris is burning is. Yeah, it's very. It, yeah. And it's just like. It takes itself seriously to an extent. Yeah. And it it definitely is like 
there's so many there's so many good people attached to it yeah. that like I really don't think that yeah Janet Mock and Our Lady Our J. Lady J yeah. and then like you know every of the major houses are are represented yeah. like it's I have a feeling that these people are like we are not gonna let this shit fail we are you yeah. know this is no aliens in the asylum this right. is no <laughs> this is yeah. no the doctor act you know the doctor is actually Anne Frank's uh, you know torture right. or whatever like this is we're trying to tell this genuine story yeah very genuine real true mm-hmm. story through a fictional one through a fictional you know? lens the yeah. if if we may just talk about this a little bit the whole like uh blanca just going in there to like that that bar the white the mm-hmm. the white male bar, gay bar yeah. the gay bar and just being like i just want to drink and just you know causing a ruckus for for seemingly no reason at that point it i feel like that just completely calls out the the kind of the kind of uh, culture that we have now, or, you know, some queer spaces tend to have that are very much these places where white cis, uh, white cis queer bodies gather. um, And then anything outside the norm is, you know, is not welcome, is not welcome. And it, you know, in this sense, not welcome to the point where you're getting tossed out on the street or in other senses, not welcome because, you know, you almost become invisible. Yeah. Even though for as much as you stand out, you are also a body that is not being looked at. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I think it's good that they're confronting that, too. In really, again, tangible ways. It doesn't feel... Like, I feel that the writers, Janet Mock, obviously, being, you know, a producer and writing on it, and I think even directing an episode or, or two. Um, I could be wrong there, but I thought... I thought I think... Um, I think they've really helped to pull back Ryan Murphy's like self-righteousness or like sometimes, you know, like in cult or in like American horror mm-hmm. story, like sometimes it goes a little overboard, like clobbering you over the head with like the symbolism, like, you mm-hmm. know, do you get, we're talking about racism. Do you get, we're talking about homophobia through yeah. a lens of witchcraft. Like <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it can it can be very like blunt, very very heavy handed. Joshua, that's the only way I want to talk about homophobia right. is through a lens of witchcraft. Right? Okay. <laughs> but you know, can what I, I get that on a t shirt? Like homophobia through a lens of witchcraft. Yes, do it. <laughs> it would be like American Horror Story homophobia through a lens of witchcraft. <laughs> Anyways, my point is it is very, very heavy. You know, and a yeah. lot of even the Johnny Versace show was kind of similar. It Super heavy handed. Like it really yeah. like, oh man, hit you over the fucking head. Like we get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of like which I mean I liked, but in hotel, like the very end of the first season or the very end of the first the episode of of, of Hotel, they play Hotel California. It's mm-hmm. like I like it because I like that song, but it was like, boom, probably like, right over the it's head. Like, well, where am I going to live? Boom, 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 exactly. Boom, boom, and he's like slowly walking into the Cortez. And then um, you can check out anytime you like. And then like, but you can never, I think it's like they ended it right after, but yeah. you can never leave. Yeah. It's, it's just. Yeah. So yeah. Clar- just, yeah. Just punches in the face with the obviousness. Mm-hmm. And with this, I think they're doing a very good job of like, ba- of keeping that very balanced and tampered back. It does not, I, I, I yet to feel other than like James Vanderbeek's Trump like character mm-hmm. who is, you know, but I think it's true to like that. 
that character to be like, woo, we're going to do cocaine and I've got tons of money and I'm rich. Look at my $5,000 watch that I have nine of. Yeah, like, exactly. It, I'm going to get revenge on you by sleeping with your wife. Right. It's very excess, but I think that that is also a very, it feels real within the context. Yeah. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, you know, mm-hmm. Cause, mm-hmm. I mean, look at Trump constantly, you know, I mean, his behavior is like that. So it, yeah. it, so it naturally, it naturally, it, it would naturally, it, um, it, it assumes that, you know, if, in that time period, like a bunch of, there's like an entire generation of young yuppie businessmen that look up to that. Yeah. And then what that looked like Absolutely. and then what that would become. Well, in the eighties were all about that. We're about excess and showing it off and designer labels and money and drugs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, opulence, you right. own everything. Exactly. Precisely. And you know, I, I, I like, if anything, that is kind of the, you know, the title pose obviously is coming from like ball, like Vogue, all of that kind of thing. But it's also about like people who are, can be real, can be them real self, their real selves and people who can be them real. Are, self. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people who are allowed to be themselves and people who are not uh-huh. allowed to be themselves. And what's interesting is that who the people you think it's like the opposite, you know, Evan Peters character, James Vanderbeek's character, Kate Mara's character. They're all clamoring to be what they're not either. You know, and they're in heavy debt and they're mm-hmm. like, you know, doing all of this stuff to keep up appearances. And then on the other side of that, you have these kids from the ball culture who also want to be seen for who mm-hmm. they really are. And they're trying mm-hmm. to actually live like they're mm-hmm. putting on clothing and things to, to make that real. Yeah. You know, they've and, accepted their situation yeah. to a certain extent, but they are they're looking for notoriety where like, you know, the idea, the realness and all that stuff. They're looking yeah. for this notoriety in this other way. Whereas the people who have the better quote unquote life have, are refusing to accept yeah. like, the, the situation that they're in and exactly. their station yeah. and are rebelling against it. Yeah. And they're allowed to be themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they actually have access to, you know, but you know, they're instead clamoring to be what they're not. So I, I do like yeah. the, that sort of juxtaposition. So anyways, I just wanted to talk a little bit about that because, yes. um, one, it wasn't RuPaul's Drag Race, which I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll get to in a second, but <laughs> just to have another, a look at queer culture and where it's at right now. Pose is very important because it's a story. A lot of people, including queer people do not know. They don't know much about the, the ball culture. They don't know what, what people went through, um, you know, even like Stonewall, you know, all of that whole time period, you know, we're in like pride season, everybody's out there partying and drinking and still don't really know where it comes from. And so I think a show like this being on the air is radical in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's radical. And it's very important. Yeah. In ways that RuPaul's Drag Race is not, you know, even though it's also a mm-hmm. radical show. And speaking of RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> all I will say about RuPaul's Drag Race season 10 finale is butterfly kisses after bedtime prayer. Little white flowers, love in her hair. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> That's it. All I'm going to say is uh, Eureka was robbed. Hashtag Elephant Queen. Hashtag Big Girl Wins. Oh, nope. That actually didn't happen. So I'm very depressed. I don't... <sighs> we already had Viola Chachki. I know. It's like we don't need... It's like, do we need another young twink? <laughs> I would. If it was me, it would have went to Eureka, and we would have had Aquaria on All Stars 4, or whatever All Stars were. Yes, yeah, so to. we can continue the, the reign of white queens of All Stars. Yeah, I guess. 
No, but I mean, it's just like Eureka was just so good, and she really—I don't know—she just came from like such a great place that I was. I, I, I was yeah, I was rooting win. for Eureka as well. I yeah. was very surprised. Or even Asia, Asia or Eureka. I think both of them could have gotten Rob Cameron. I like Cameron. I've got nothing against Cameron. I'm not sure exactly what she was doing there. I, you know, I would have preferred, if anything, I would have preferred Miss mm-hmm. Cracker to have been there True. over, you know, um, Cameron or Aquaria. Mm-hmm. Even though they're they're both talented, everybody's talented. Everyone That's why they're gets, on the show. Everyone gets a trophy. Yes, trophies for all. But trophies for all. <laughs> but no, but the House of Pendavis is snatching our trophies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, but yeah, I just I, I was just um, yeah depressed about that. So, anyways, that's that's what will that covers RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, but you know what, Joshua? Time. I can walk into RuPaul's Drag Race looking as fishy as ever, and I can pass. <laughs> you can pass. Oh, Joe. We should get you some. You a man. Get, you need to get up in drags. <laughs> yes, I need get to get up in drag. First get up time in, in drag. First time in drag. Butch Queen. Have you ever been in drag? I have a <laughs> really shitty drag. Yeah. You know, because it's Hall- Halloween. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went as Sarah Palin. Oh, okay. And it was, it was like 2000. Oh, my God. It was like 2012. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, pa- I was Sarah Palin. I love it. And it was it was bad. I like wrote on my hand. It was at that time where she like wrote on her hand. I'm like, I wrote on my hand, I can see Russia from my house. And yeah. There were these really there were these three French exchange students that were like they were basically just like in their cool going out like black leather, but they were had their faces painted white and they had fangs. So you know vampires. Right. But like half assed. And they were like, oh, Sarah, come here. And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> yes. But even then, Joshua, I was in the shittiest drag. I, <laughs> and it was, I was surrounded by drunk people in the shittiest drag looking at Sarah Palin. And I could pass. And you cannot. <laughs> I'm a beast. <laughs> beast. You fly too close to the sun, beast. <laughs> we should definitely... Um get you up in drags. I think it'd be really fun. Speaking of other things that we're doing that's fun, what else do we have coming up, Joshua? I don't know what. <laughs> well, um, well, this is the first time in a long time we're doing an episode, a proper, right this proper. A proper episode. Right yes. proper episode yes. of Fright School. We, do. Um, we, we have our hereditary episode. It's either already out or it's coming out. We'll see. It's around. <laughs> it'll be here. Like just. Um, but that was a little Fright School field trip. Uh, so definitely check out that episode if you're wondering about our, our take on hereditary. Yes. But otherwise, yes, it has been a very, very long time. Been a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. We, uh, in that time that has, we've had. Um, we won't. Ta- I won't talk too much about it because you don't think you've seen it yet. A Quiet Place came out. Yes, I do um, want to see that very soon. I just saw it's been popping up for rent. I think now. Yes, it's on demand. Yes, it's on demand. On demand. Um, rent. Uh, rent a Quiet Place. See it for the first time, and um, also the trailer for the Halloween sequel. Yes, I am ecstatic. Uh, I always get excited for a Halloween movie. I mean, you know, I I went I saw Resurrection in the in the theaters with Buster Rhymes and um, <laughs> did you see Halloween H two O? Smizing girl, what's her name? Ty- Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Tyra did- Banks is smizing. She smizes through the whole thing. <laughs> while I didn't she's know getting she was murdered. in that. Did you? Have did you, you see? You've uh, not seen Halloween no, Resurrection. Of course not. Okay. So we have to do. I, I will say this. I mean, we you know we always have so many plans for this show. We have so many plans. I was thinking that like we need to watch some movies that are so bad 
you know, like, mm-hmm. we need to do like a, 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 a few episodes like that and watch like Halloween resurrection, which is where they, um, it's like this reality television show, like gets people to go stay in the Myers house for the night, you know, and they're going to film the whole thing. That's Halloween resurrection. Yeah. 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 Uh, resurrection. Exactly. Um, it's got, isn't Ty- Yeah. Tyra Banks is in it. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. Busta Rhymes, uh, Sean Patrick Thomas. I'm sure you know who that is. Maybe. I don't know. Sean Patrick. Yes. Yeah. He's from Save the Save the Last Dance. Yeah. So they put all these people in and then it's like they get a fake Michael Myers to put in it to scare everyone, mm-hmm. you know, in the house so that there's like action because it's being mm-hmm. like tele- like live telecast. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, reality show kind of it's on the web. Everybody can tune in and watch what happens live. Well, then, of course, who shows up? But the real Michael Myers. Oh, my God. And that's what the whole movie is about. And it's... uh horrible but i saw it in the theater i also loved halloween h2o even though again like i mean i think that's better than resurrection but i don't know we can debate mm-hmm. that but um i'm so i am really looking forward i always love a michael myers movie uh, i've said it before on the, the halloween episode and probably other times like michael myers creeps me the fuck out uh i do not like characters that don't have eyes and like white faces that you can <laughs> see standing in the doorway um, you know, oh, hello, Jeffrey. Exactly. <laughs> How are you? You know, or like, like that kind of those white scenes. faces and no eyes. Got it. It's creepy to me. Like when they're way in the background, you know, and it's like, she's doing something and then you could just see his face, like just the whiteness of it and the black eyes. It's just, it really, Michael Myers creeps me the fuck out, you know? And so it's another thing. Like when I have that, uh, when I get sleep paralysis and I have those like waking nightmare, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, uh, that's what I see is like Michael Myers, like standing in the fucking shadows just like his white floating face creeps me out so i am very excited i hope they do a good job with it um i think um what i've heard so far has been promising um it's blumhouse right um is it blumhouse i think it maybe i'm confusing it might no i don't know if it's blumhouse but it's definitely john carpenter doing the score like that's what i know about it um I love that we're like making Laurie Strode the crazy woman of the town. Right. <laughs> which is like I'm just like, oh, okay. She's the she's the crazy woman of the town. Um, and she looks exactly the same. Like she's got the same haircut, hasn't changed hasn't cut her hair since the seventies, um, wearing the same old stuff. Like it just yeah, it just Blumhouse. looks great. It is Blumhouse. Oh great. Hey, yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. Blumhouse. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I like I, what I saw of the trailer or I, I, when I saw the trailer, I got very excited. I played it like, you know, it came out that morning and I played it in bed. I was like, Jeffrey, look, 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 new Halloween. So we watched it a little on my phone and then I pulled it up on like Hulu or something. They, mm-hmm. you know, they have like, you know, the hottest trailers or whatever the category is. So I played that again just to see it on the big, you know, big screen. So I am really, really excited. So we will definitely do that when it comes out, mm-hmm. we will go and see that live and we will definitely have an episode about that. Maybe watch, we need to sit down and just watch a bunch of the other Halloween movies. Cause we, you, I showed you the first one, right? That's all you've seen. So, so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can skip the third one season of the witch. Cause they, you know, they d- wanted to do like a left turn and, and turn it into an anthology series where each Halloween would be a different movie. Oh, it did not work. Oh, is that season of the witch? Yeah. Season of the witch. It, uh, yeah. People were like, what? So, and then they have the fourth one, the return of Michael Myers. Cause everybody was like, uh, we're here for Michael Myers. And then when did the one with Malcolm McDowell as Dr. Loomis come in? Is that the one with the, Oh, that was Rob zombies. Rob zombies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remake, uh, which 
are also really good and we should watch. Um, I, I will say as a fan, like I, and I really love Rob Zombie, uh, for a lot of reasons. Um, <laughs> one, I do think he's a really great horror director. Um, I also think he's sexy as fuck. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited to see him live here in a couple of months with, uh, Marilyn Manson, who I don't think is sexy as fuck, but <laughs> it will be fun to, to see them, uh, live. Uh, but yeah, so we, we should have like a revisit and watch, uh, Watch watch a bunch of the Halloween movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That way, uh, when we see the the new one, it'll be even more exciting. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just scare you. <laughs> uh, yes. But anyway, so yeah, so that so I am very excited about about Halloween. What else? What else? What else? What else? Um, what else is coming up? Um, well, we have, uh, we are going to some things, right? We're going to something. Yeah, yeah. We talk a little bit about that. Um, in in the hereditary episode but yeah we've got a cool schedule we're going to midsummer scream coming up soon which will celebrate the 30th anniversary of elvira um the the mistress of the dark movie uh which we watched Mm -hmm. and uh and i'm also a huge elvira fan as we know uh so i'm i'm very excited about that but also sam weinman's going to be there promoting Mm -hmm. the quiet room which is cleaning up it seems to me at you know these festivals that he's been playing yeah. it's being very well received so i i have a lot of high hopes uh for him that uh that he's going to get the success he deserves because the time for queer horror is when now, now. and he's now. leading that <laughs> aura aura mismo yeah he's uh he's brilliant so i'm very very proud and excited for him uh, like I'm his mom, you know, <laughs> or something. Yes. Very proud. Uh, no, but seriously, it's it's very cool to see uh, his film doing well. If you haven't heard about that, um, go back, listen to our episode mm-hmm. with, with mm-hmm. Sam. Um, what else? Uh, well, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, we do have other plans. Scare LA is coming up. Um, you know, Midsummer, uh, yeah, Midsummer Scream, which I haven't mentioned. We've got that coming up. We got um, some special Comic Con stuff sh- uh, coming yes. up, which we're not going to talk about. Yes, we won't talk about it yet. But I am very excited for. for I mean, we're that. not doing a panel, guys. Like, no, don't, not <laughs> don't, yet. Don't get too excited. That is such a dream, though. Like, yeah. I would love to like just be able to do something like that. Like, have a panel, watch a movie, like talk about it, heckle the shit out of it. I think that would be a blast. So maybe one day, um, that that would be. That's a, that's a dream, along with our horror ball, you yes. know, our prom, fright school prom, fright school prom, horror fright ball, school prom, where we'll throw blood on everyone. Yes, everybody gets a bucket of blood. Bucket of blood for you. Bucket of blood for you. We'll bucket of blood up, for you. We'll both stand on the stage <laughs> and we'll like wave at everybody, and then when someone pulls the lever, it actually goes on everyone exactly. else. Exactly. Yes. yes, leaving us fresh and clean. Yes, and uh, then <laughs> they, and then their telekinetic powers will kill us. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I still want to do a horror ball for sure. Yes. Can we get Billy Porter for that? Oh, wouldn't that be Category great? is <laughs> Scream Queen. Other people, other person's face realness. <laughs> Category is witchcraft as a metaphor for homophobia. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Uh, all right. So moving on. Yeah, we do have lots of cool plans. Uh, obviously, uh, Not Scary Farm is coming up uh, again. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. we got lots of movies. Lots of horror stuff is coming out this year. We're going to explore. We're kind of coming back here. Um, 
strong, hopefully, as much mm-hmm. as we can. Get uh, get yeah. some episodes. Try to get back on a regular schedule. Yeah. Adulting sucks. Adulting sucks. We had, you know, there's things happening in our lives, and mm-hmm. we're but we're back. We're better than ever. We're right. what they do that. What's it? Well, we're as good as we were before. Dracula, <laughs> dead and loving it. Dead and loving it. Exactly. Uh, so today's episode is dedicated. Yeah. To I mean, like we do have something to talk about, <laughs> right. but like we were pretty much just like catching you up on our lives is what right. we're going on. This is true. Um, <laughs> yeah. Trying to do like a shift back to what we're talking about. So today's episode mm-hmm. is devoted to um, a really cool movie uh, that I like called Dumplings. Um a uh, 2004 Hong Kong horror film directed by Fruit Chan. So we're going to talk about that today. So I Would thought, you call me? Right. <laughs> You're a mess. So, but I thought to preface that, I did want to um, have a little mini plug, plug a palooza. So lately I've been really getting into like more makeup stuff and like just having fun with, you know, which I've always wore eyeliner and like eye makeup mm-hmm. stuff, but I've been getting like really into it. And so I wanted to, Dumplings is sort of is about a woman obsessed with her looks. So I thought it was kind mm-hmm. of appropriate to uh, yes, it was appropriate to plug and as a woman obsessed with your looks, right? Exactly. Um, I wanted to plug a couple of cool um, horror themed um, makeup indie makeup brands that I think deserve some attention, and we should um, look it up if you like if you like makes ups if you like to put the makes ups on your face. <laughs> Uh, the if first you love one, a soft beat, right? A soft beat, my boy beat. Um, the the first is called Lunatic Labs, uh, Lunatic Cosmetic Labs. That's at um, www.lunaticlabs.com. Lunaticlabs.com. They have what really was it, Joshua? Lunaticlabs.com. <laughs> they have vegan. Gluten-free even, cruelty-free cosmetics, which let me just say uh, on that subject, I at this point in time, if you're not not testing on animals and going vegan, like, it, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because these, like, little tiny indie brands can do it, then fucking Maybelline and CoverGirl and all the big ones can do it. I don't know if they are or not, but there should be no reason to be testing products on animals. That It's not necessary. So animals are meant for eating, not testing. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Um, point is that yes, the little bunny rabbits don't need perfume sprayed in their face because <laughs> we already know it's the chemicals. You know, we, we know what's going yeah. on. Uh, but anyway, so Lunatic Labs Cosmetics <laughs> Clinique, Clinique, just right all up in their face. Listen, listen to me, Clinique. We're coming for you. Uh, but anyway, so Lunatic Labs is very cool because they uh, do. They have some really cool. Uh, palettes, including one, an Elvira one. That's mm. uh, yes, uh, it's uh, makeup inspired by Elvira and Vampira, plus other things. They have really neat, like coffin shaped palettes, bullet shaped lipsticks, uh, all with great uh, colors, great uh, pigments, as we say. You know, mm-hmm. good, 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 good stuff. So I did. I wanted to plug them. Uh, look, look them up. Lunatic Cosmetic Labs, great stuff. They have lip dyes. D-I-E-S. Mm. <laughs> so they're great. The other one is uh, Belladonna's Cupboard uh, dot com, which whoops, I just see. Uh, I accidentally closed it. There we go. Uh, Belladonna's Cupboard. I just ordered some really cool stuff from them, uh, including this new like UV light palette called the Baphomet palette. You know, mm. the yeah, the um, the goat headed god. Yes. It has these like colors that react to UV light. 
and Blacklight. So I'm excited to put those on and go to... Um, a show. Yes, a show and like Sabat here, you know, just mm. go get gothed out. But Belladonna's Cupboard, B-E-L-L-A-D-O-N-N-A-S, Cupboard, C-U-P-B-O-A-R-D.com. They also have a lot of Cthulhu-inspired um, stuff, which I think is fun, little uh, tentacle brushes and things. Very horror-inspired, very cool. That's my the, my plug of the week, mm-hmm. uh, is that some cool indie horror makeup brands. Um do you have anything that you've had lately that you thought was cool to share with the with the folks? That's horror related? Yes. No. Uh, Joshua, you know me. I tell you all my horror related stuff. That's true. But I thought maybe if I you'd read it softly in your ear. If you've read any cool books or anything that Um, no cool I mean I read Angels in America and that's oh, real life horror. That is real life horror. Um uh no, nothing. Um just I loved hereditary. I'm definitely like firmly in my fandom of my horror fandom. This is a new era of fright school, you know. Yeah. I've passed the preliminary tests and now I am a, you know, I'm, you know, I am a princess in training as, you know, what is whatever Chu Wong true. Crew. You know, you're you always know. sending me things. Oh, we got to go see this movie. Oh my gosh, have we seen this? Should we do this on the podcast? It's wonderful. I'm just like I'm. I'm all in now. It's become. It's become something that I'm in. That you do. That I. It's do. what you do now. It's what I do. Horror. I horror do it. <laughs> I horror know him. Uh, and I you know what? It. I can walk into any Comic Con, <laughs> <laughs> any horror venue, any horror venue and exactly. I can pass. <laughs> you, you cannot, can. beast. You can do it. You can do it. All right, and with that note, we will take a short break, and when we come back, we will dive into dumplings. That's why I don't have sex. It's not because of my face or my general attitude towards human beings. The thing is that they don't refer to any of these things as murders, which is the most amazing part. It's always referred to as a disappearance. There's fucking blood Filling the back of a truck. That was certainly nice of me, wasn't it? Huh? Same set as Castle. Um, <laughs> what? Is that really? No, but I would believe it, actually. That wouldn't shock me. Okay. I can't imagine that there's a ton of castles that Charles Band has at his disposal. <laughs> that frog is going to bang Roddy Piper. Nope, she's <laughs> just one horny toad. <laughs> Justin Long just screamed that he's a fucking walrus for so long. He keeps yelling cuckoo ca and shit. It's weird. <laughs> Join me and Matt as we discuss some of the worst of horror every week on the Horror Movie Night Podcast. Listen at HMNPodcast.com. I just want to apologize. I'm sorry to everyone. I was very naive very stupid and I shouldn't have put other people in danger I am so sorry for everything that has happened because in spite of what Joshua says it's now all my fault I insisted our listeners subscribe to Fright School on Apple Podcasts I insisted they leave us reviews I insisted that they give us a five star rating And it's all because of me that we're here now and we're being hunted. 
I love you, mom and dad. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> I only wanted to make good content for our listeners. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> I'm going to die out here. <laughs> Joshua, is that you? <laughs> All right, so welcome back. Once again, we thank the lovely Dave Rivas for doing our bumpers and our titles and all the, the weirdnesses that we put together for. Thanks, Dave. Right. Uh, so, yeah, so today's film is a very uh, cool movie. I, I, I really like it, at least. Uh, again, 2004 Hong Kong horror film directed by Fruit Chan Dumplings. Originally, so um, how I first discovered this movie was uh, by getting what was called Three Extremes. So I love anthology movies. Obviously, we started this season talking about XX, uh, which is an anthology movie. You know, uh, Creepshow I love. Um, American Horror Stories, an anthology series. I, I like that a lot. I like kind of stories, you know, told, the, you know, in this sort of way. So it was released here in the U.S. Um, let me think when. It was 2004 that it came out. So I think I think I first got it in like 2005. And it was three movies, which included Dumplings, another one called Cut, and another one called Box. And I think they were also released out of order because there was another movie called Three Extremes that was technically the first, but they released the... Sec- they released the sequel here first, and then the original movie as Three Extremes 2 in mm. the U.S. <laughs> so it's kind of a little mixed up. But so, yeah, I think it was around 2005 when I first saw Dumplings as part of of this uh, um, anthology movie uh, series, which is kind of interesting because we haven't done too many foreign films on this show. So it's kind of cool to talk about Dumplings. Uh, Three Extremes, the idea was to bring horror directors from, uh, like, Japan, Korea, um, China, you know, all doing different, um, and others, other places, but all doing a, a different sequence and kind of putting them together is like Asian horror. So that's where I, that's, that was my initial, um, introduction to dumplings. So they took it, they took that little segment. I think each segment is probably roughly a half an hour and it was expanded to a full length film to further, um, examine the story. Uh, they added things to it, elements to, you know, uh, beef it up a bit. But um, it's kind of awesome about these magical dumplings that keep you young forever. What did I say <laughs> when we watched it? I was like, oh, Joshua, what, what is the, what's in the dumplings? And he's all like, well, just you wait, Joe. Just you wait. Oh, man. Um, I'm excited to make lunch for you today. Oh, no, I'm God. Kidding. <laughs> I I've love, been to a clinic <laughs> to pick up. I, I love um I love Hong Kong film because it very much you know the the Hong Kong films that came out around that time you know the to provide like some historical context Hong Kong oh, was a um, the was, student has become the master <laughs> become a master let me get out my books right <laughs> uh, men women and chainsaws <laughs> so with um, hit it. <laughs> 
snap out of it. The at that time you have um, Hong Kong returning to back to China from British from being a British sphere of influence, and the culture in Hong Kong is and the like the way it looks, everything is very much. Um, is very British and it has uh, notice significant noticeable differences between it and the rest of mainland China. Um, I say this also because like in that time, uh, the time that this came out, I actually was a, I was living back home on Guam and um, in middle school took a trip to Hong Kong and we were like the first American um uh, we were first like the American group to like go to mainland China because we went to the border city, Shenzhen, which is where um, the lady, <laughs> the the dumpling maker uh, goes, travels to get her uh, her dumpling mm-hmm. fillings. Yep. And it definitely is like that. You have that, you know, the the huge apartment complexes that are like these giant skyscrapers of, you know, that was all very much there. But I love Hong Kong um, cinema because it, it, it definitely talks about that. And it talks about how it's like, it is of this place, but also of this place. It's like, an, it's a very interesting in between place. Um, <laughs> the, the city, you know, well, it's like, yes, it's, it's a place it, of it, a place. It's a place uh, <laughs> from a place. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm completely following everything. God damn it, Joshua. <laughs> so you're talking about colonialism. Yes. You're talking about the influence of that. Thank of you. Like That's what I'm talking colonization about. Colonization on the architecture and all that. But there are parts of it that still retain like a, a, an historical, like ancient, not ancient, but, it, but it, it's still, it's still also, it's very Chinese, but it's also yeah. very much not. Yeah. And that's why like, you know, when you have like Hong Kong cinema, you have like Wong Kar Wai's films and then like almost a lot of uh, the Jackie Chan, like what he's famous for, like all of that stuff is, uh, is kind of rooted in Hong Kong being this, this particular type of place where yeah. it's not Britain, but it's also, in many ways, not, not wholly China. China. Not wholly China. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, this kind of taking place in an in-between, and that's, you know... Yeah, which I think is kind of, like, fundamental to the story. So the mm-hmm. story follows Mrs. Lee, who was a former actress mm-hmm. in the show. That's racist. The... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, why her name got to be Mrs. Lee? Uh, I'm like, well, you know, it was a Chinese person who directed it, so whatever. Yes, let's go. Yeah, yes, yes. It was directed by... <laughs> Joshua looked at me like, boy, I'm going to slap you. No, no, I was just like, wait, what did I say? Did I say something racist? <laughs> I was like, I didn't think so. It's like, Mrs. Lee. Why you got to be Mrs. Lee? Right. Well, it does take place but in Hong L-I. Kong. But it's L-I. Yes. Ms. L- L-I. So, Mrs. Lee. But it was written by Lillian Lee, L-E-E. Ah. So I don't know what that means, but. You think they're related? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that Maybe this racist. is her story. It Maybe could be. this Lillian Lee actually did everything in this movie and told, mm-hmm. wrote it down and like told it exactly um, as as a as a fictional Mrs. Lee vampire. It's like hunter. a creative nonfiction. Yes, uh, <laughs> but directed by Fruit Chan, who we talked about earlier. So Mrs. Lee, uh, she's an actress. Her former actress, she's got a husband who's, you know, got a wandering eye. She's getting older. That you was know. very, that's a very gracious uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a wandering eye as he like you slaps know. her ass in front of her right. wife. It's uh, true. A wandering penis. Yes. Uh, yes. It's finding other, uh, it's, he has a wandering eel looking for other caves. Yes. Other caves, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to place it in. Uh, yes. Uh, to hide, to hide it in. To hide his eel. He's got to hide his eel. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, Thank you. So throughout the you know film, she's seeing old footage of herself when she was young and Dewey. And so she searches out this woman, um, Aunt May, who is played by the fantastically insane <laughs> Bai Ling. <laughs> oh, you gotta love Bai Ling, man. How, you know, she is just wonderful in yeah. so many ways. Her fashion <laughs> sense is incredible. Um, and she does look uh, kind of dangerous. Like, she could kill you. She was look. in Wild Wild West. Let's she's not forget that Biling was, she's you know. She's been in all kinds of stuff. Uh, uh, like rehab. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which is good. She needed to go there. Um, but no, she's she's really mm-hmm. something. I did love uh, Aunt May's uh, espadrilles. <laughs> her, yes. Her just like, you know, wedges for days chopping up these uh, dumplings. Oh God, dumplings! Couldn't eat dumplings for like two weeks after seeing this. Mm, it's so wonderful. I was looking up something uh, about Biling from like an interview. Um, yes, she uh, she's from the moon where her grandmother lives. Uh, I'm not really in reality. I'm in my own universe, and my mind is a million miles somewhere else. Um, why I feel like I come to the moon is because my mother told me I was found somewhere. Uh, so. She likes to look at the moon. Maybe, maybe Bai Ling really is Aunt May. She really, she could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I like this too. I accidentally or innocently destroyed the beautiful Bai Ling that everybody loved, that beautiful, talented actress. Instead, the media brought me out as this crazy slut showing her nipples everywhere. I became this character the pop culture Hollywood machine created. Somehow I became come a victim to that image. Which, I, I mean, I think that's very... Um, so what you're saying is she's the Chinese Rose McGowan. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Oh, yeah. She was on Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew, which do- documented her recovery from alcohol addiction. Um, th- it, I don't really know what the point of all that was, except to tell you that she's awesome in this role. Because <laughs> yes. she brings a lot, you know, she's got this, you know. Listeners know you love a diva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine her uh, chopping up little little baby fetuses and making mm. dumplings. <laughs> but anyway, so Biling, yeah, I, I I do really like her. I like her in most of the movies and, and shows that I've seen her in. But she is she's from a, a, a whole other world, mm-hmm. uh, as as I just pointed out that she said. Uh, <laughs> uh, so um, let's like just dive in here. Let's um, let's so, talk about it. What, what initial impressions for you? When I when I have to when I tell people where it is what this movie is about I'm like oh we're talking about dumplings on fright school oh what that movie about well it's about this woman <laughs> and blah 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 abortions blah 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 one child policy and they're like oh god and I'm like it's actually pretty it's you know I mean it's it's pretty tame compared to some other things that we've seen <coughs> inside yeah I, right I mean <laughs> True. I know. Like, Joshua, why can't we just, like, can we watch a movie where a baby gets brought to full term and not get, like, cut down or, right. you know, something, or, you know, something wonderful and beautiful happens to it rather than something horrifying? <laughs> exactly. Uh, yes. Uh, like The Omen. Can we watch The Omen? Right. Yeah, exactly. That little boy is awesome. Okay. So. <laughs> no. So uh, with, with dumplings, it's like, I just had so, that, that those first few scenes where she's making them and I'm like, 
I was like, Joshua, I'm going to choose to believe that's shrimp. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, oh, well, just, just you wait. Just yeah. you wait, Joe. Shrimp. Delicious, youthful shrimp. Little scrimp. Little, <laughs> little scrimps. Um, yeah. So it was, it was very interesting because you have, I mean, the parallels between the two, the husband and the wife. Um, Mr. Lee and her, you know, just this parallels of like wanting to still like capture youth, but yeah. Cause even him, you know, he's chasing yeah. after the same thing. He's chasing after, you know, he's doing it either to make himself feel young by like having this mistress mm-hmm. or he's like, you know, he's like a child, he has <laughs> basically, he's eating like balut, which, you know, balut, B-L-U-T, look it up if you want to be horrified. Um, which is, uh, which is an Asian delicacy. It's a common in Filipino cultures too, you know, eating the embryo from a, from a duck egg. Um, and then you have, so you have like the same thing, like vitality, exactly vitality. And that's another, you know, that's something that's also very, um, that's very much kind of in like Asian culture is that, you know, this, you, what it is that you consume, you know, is going to have this X effect on you. Right. So, you know, vitality and that's where a lot of like, you know, in Szechuan cooking and TCM to the traditional Chinese medicine that, you know, it's all about the, your fluids and temperatures and colds and hot. So it makes sense that, you know, this is a very extreme way of kind of representing that idea of like what it means to be young or vital again. Yeah. And you know, to what lengths, you know, again, it's like how, how desperate are you for that? And then at what cost and how are you willing to pay the cost? And this woman, she, you know, I really didn't feel for her until, um, I really didn't feel for her much. Like I didn't have much sympathy for her. For Mrs. Lee. For Mrs. Lee. Um, I didn't have much sympathy for her and I thought that maybe I was supposed to, but I just thought that was really weird. I felt weird that I didn't like her more. Um, I really liked Aunt May, but I also liked her cause she was just nuts. Like she yeah. was just like, I'm She's just doing, and- I'm just doing this thing and I know how to do this thing and blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and all that good jazz. And then you have um, making the dumplings. Making the dumplings. She has this secret. Yes, she has this. She's sitting on a secret, uh, and she's uh, making these dumplings. And then, and it's like, well, she keeps coming back. She keeps coming back, and it's like, well, it's not working, or nothing's happening. It's like, why is nothing working? And then she tells the ribs, I'm like, well, actually, if you want it to really work, what you need to do is you need to get an almost fully born five months. I think it's like five months, right? Five. Yeah. The, the ideal, the ideal dumpling filling would be, yes, a, a five, five months into the pregnancy. Yes. Uh, aborted fetus that also is cursed. And, Mm -hmm. and in this, in, in this sense, um, Aunt May means that it's like a child of incest. So, which is what happens. We have a young girl in the, in the movie who's raped by her father and, her mother brings her because that's it. That's that's how Aunt May discovered, I guess, this secret is that she was an abortionist mm-hmm. in um, in Shenzhen. Yes, mm-hmm. and then I guess somewhere along the way, it was like, oh, I wonder what happens if I put this meat and dumplings, and then suddenly she's <laughs> seventy years old, looking thirty. Yeah, <laughs> that's she's her like, she's like making dinner, and accidentally a bunch of dumplings, you know, right. a bunch of fetuses fall into her, and then she's like, ooh, now I'm young again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's exactly how that happened, I guess. If they make a prequel, that's exactly what it'll look like. Exactly. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Ooh. Well, just chop it up with the, the shrimp and eat it and the cabbage. It'll be fine. It'll and be she fine. Wakes up and I'm young. Yes. Uh, 
that's our own invented backstory. So um, we are. I am going to claim intellectual property rights for that. Yes. If they want to make it, they need to. Yes. <laughs> TM registered trademark. Uh, no, but yeah. So she's send checks to fright school. That's what, so that is like the gist of like the movie. And I don't think that you're. I don't think necessarily you're supposed to like anybody in the movie. You know, it's a really horrifying thought. Uh, one that we've had like, okay. So I like, I like this movie in context with like, you know, particularly discussing like women in horror, how we have on, Mm -hmm. on some of the episodes, because it's like saying, you know, this particular woman will go to any lengths to stay young and beautiful, Mm -hmm. including cannibalism. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very interesting. And I think, but it's also like on the other side of it. So it's like, it's going back to that, like women can never win no matter what, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like either you're trying too hard, you're not trying enough or, you know, you're doing everything to be beautiful, but uh, you know, it's like the Madonna thing. Mm -hmm. You're the Madonna of the horror. Yeah. 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 Well, and I meant Madonna, Madonna. Oh yes. Oh, you meant the actual Madonna. About to be 60, obviously, you know, doing, doing quote unquote, the things that you're supposed to do as a woman, you know, like by staying beautiful and staying active and staying Mm -hmm. fit. But like, she's, demonized for it it's like you can never you can never win and i think this is kind of like examining that like she's going to any lengths just to stay beautiful because she's an actress and her whole culture is kind of you know influenced that i mean i'm not wanting to forgive like cannibalism but it's, just, it's an interesting conversation you know this movie is having mm-hmm. like what what where is the line you yeah, know, uh-huh. of staying beautiful and stay. And there's a lot, and there's, you know, lots of other things, uh, uh, horror that's, uh, that's explored this realm. Um, there's a really cool short story. I can't remember who it's by. Uh, it's called feet F O E T. And it's about this latest, like fashion trend that everybody loves. Mm. And it's like this special leather and everybody has, you know, purses and gloves. I may have talked about this on the podcast before. Um, I can't remember, but they have um, all this stuff and it's made from this very special leather that everybody like has to know what it is. And then throughout the course, the, the woman who's after it, all of her friends have it. They're all socialites. They have lots of money. She's not as rich as the rest of them, mm-hmm. but she's like, you know, gotta have this. Every, all of my friends have it. You know, all of like the best people, you know, have this bag or have gloves or have, you know, some sort of accessory made from this leather. I have to get my own. So so they like bring her in, you know, she finally gets like the card and it's some kind of, you know, secret place and she goes and what it is, is it's, it's baby skin. It's aborted fetus skin, feet, like oh, wow. F-O-E-T-U-S fetus. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, and it's like, exa- it's horrible. Cause it's like the, the white leather is like the most rare, you know, cause it's like giving this idea that people don't abort white babies, mm-hmm. but they have tons of like, you know, other colors. And it's the, it's such a fucked up, like, um, what's it? Jonathan Swift, like the, the modest proposal. Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. It's in that kind of realm where it's like kind of, you know, taking fun at like the whole yeah. fashion industry. And it, she finds out what it is and it's horrifying, but she still buys it so she can continue to fit in with the rest of her group. And so this reminds me of like the, that similar kind of story that even once she finds out what's in the dumplings, she still pursues them at any cost, you know, to stay young, Mm -hmm. to stay vital, to stay vibrant. 
because she has she also experiences the benefits. Yeah. So you experience absolutely. these benefits, and then it's like, oh my god. Well, you know, now I can't. Now you're you're you you've become an addict. You're hooked now. So. Yeah. But again, like, I don't think you're supposed to like anybody in him. I, I don't think we're necessarily rooting for anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sad because, yeah, she's got a husband who's, you know, cheating on her. Um, this happens to so many people, you know, so many women and men. Mm-hmm. As we age or whatever happens to us, you know, we get abandoned by our part our partners for varieties of reasons, mm-hmm. you know, but that doesn't mean she should go out and <laughs> get aborted babies to eat. Exactly. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's like stem cells. You know, maybe this whole thing is like an allegory for like stem cell research. It's like, <laughs> oh, we need to we need to pour more money into stem cells. I can't believe I, I watched that. the abortion scene. Mm-hmm. Like, it was I, very graphic. Very graphic. In, in, you know, in a way. And you know, very like. I mean, just to be uh, like to be the cinematographer or like the director of photography, and like, and we're gonna do an abortion scene, and you know, like. Basically showing you something that could have just been explained, you know, just been explained away. Right. Or, you know, inferred. Inferred. But that was, this whole set was like extreme. I mean, we're Mm -hmm. talking about like 2004. Yeah. You know, we're talking about that whole time with like Saw and all of these like extreme torture porn like movies coming out. And this definitely fit in. You know, they were all, the other like films on there like Cut, like has like this director's wife who's getting her fingers cut off one at a time. Time and it's really twisted and, and very graphic in the same way. Um, so it's it's very much mm-hmm. that was part of it, telling a very interesting story, but also very graphic horror. Yeah, and this this film, I mean, if anything, this film is just you know a should be a um, it should be the film that we tout when we are talking about women's reproductive rights because <laughs> you know if we just gave them access and you know. If we just gave them access, then we wouldn't have to. Right. <laughs> we wouldn't have to eat the baby fetuses. We wouldn't fetuses. have to eat the baby fetuses. There wouldn't be any. Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe there'd be more. Oh, maybe. Mm. Then we could all be young and mortal yeah. forever. Um, <laughs> it's, it's dark. So dark. Um, it is interesting, though, what you brought up earlier, because I'm wondering, like, I don't know... Maybe I, I should, you know, done more research about like what Fruit Chan or what even Lillian Lee was trying to say with this movie. But like when you brought up earlier about like the dichotomy of like um, Shenzhen. Shenzhen, yeah. Shenzhen and Hong Kong. Yeah, because Shenzhen's yeah. that, Shenzhen is like the, if if, if Hong Kong is, is Tijuana, Shenzhen is San Diego. Like that's, they're literally that close on the border. And when we went in, when I went in middle school, we had to get like special visas in order mm-hmm. to go because at that time it was, you know, very, still something that was still fairly new and we had to pass through customs. Like it was my first time it was my first time crossing a border like that, that like you didn't have to like, not like off a plane into customs. You were literally crossing a land border and took a train and all that stuff. So that was, that in and of itself was very interesting. And it was just, it was a stark difference between the two, like from where we were and then where we were, where we were going and then where we were, where we were going to, where we Hmm. come from, where we're going. Huh. Very cool. Um, I mean, but also, you know, China's China's completely different now than it was right. then. So, you know, it was it was at the beginning of that. But but examining like so in the context of like this film. OK, so a lot of like Western ideas of beauty have been like pushed more and more on 
other cultures and they're absorbing that, you know, we're seeing like, you know, with like the contact lenses that like widen the eye or, mm-hmm. you know, change like the shape of the eye or things like that, you know, or these ideas of what should be considered beautiful mostly are like European or like white, like Americanized ideals of beauty are mm-hmm. being kind of forced everywhere else and being absorbed everywhere else. So I'm curious if like there is some discussion there of like that British colonial idea of beauty on Hong Kong, Mm -hmm. you know, and and what you were saying earlier, talking about like that influence, if that, you know, if the movie, if there is some examination there of that, of Mm -hmm. like, you know, the horrors of imperialism and colonialism being visited upon and then the people absorbing and becoming like their oppressor. And it's also, that's very interesting. I would be curious to see if there was, if that was part of the discussion. Mm. Um, It's also like very classist. Mm -hmm. Like that's the other thing too, is that, you know, you have China, which is this like quote unquote, socialist communist country and then you have mrs lee who's you know and the thing is they're enjoying their she's enjoying her um her wealth coming from her celebrity but also from the wealth of her husband yeah but they live in these you know very not modest like very well-to-do um well-to-do surroundings and trappings and you know that that's also um you know, a class thing is that, you know, she has the money that she can to basically eat the, eat the fetuses of people who can't, who don't even live in Hong Kong. They live right. in Shenzhen. So it, it's, it, I thought that was also an interesting thing to kind of yeah. bring out that how a literal, yeah. like cannibalizing of, of the, of the exactly class mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by the upper class. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But like she's she she's okay to remain blissfully ignorant of it until she actually sees where it comes from, yeah. and then still manages to do it. And you know, and Aunt May is just kind of like, just do it, just just eat it, keep yeah. eating it, don't look, just eat it. It's yeah. it's fine. Of course, because she's playing like the devil and like yeah. the Faust kind of thing. Like yeah. how much it w- is this one willing to sell of her soul and of herself, you know, to. Yeah. Um, to sacrifice to beauty, to vanity, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll say that it was a satisfying ending, like how it ended with her and, you know, the, the basically paying for the fetus and all this, you know? Yeah. So, um, Mr. Lee, the husband has a masseuse who he's having an affair with and he Mm -hmm. gets pregnant in, in, within this this film. And she, yes, she's his, uh, he's her donna. Right, yeah, basically, but, but that's a memoir what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we can't get away. We we've got to. You we know, just can't. We have to watch it. One memoirs day. of a geisha. Um, it's still right here behind me somewhere. Yes, um, she's peeking through. She's peeking through. Uh, so Mrs. Lee finds out that she's pregnant and offers to pay for the abortion, but she like wants to watch, and it's very kind of twisted. But she wants that baby because yeah. she you know wants to make herself some dumpling, and she does. She makes some herself because Mrs. Lee by the or uh, Miss, uh, Aunt May by this time yeah. takes off. The only thing that wasn't satisfying about that was what happened to Aunt May. Like she just kind of disappears and it becomes this mm-hmm. you know what beggar woman or whatever, yeah. and that was not satisfying. Well, I felt like she went over to just continue selling her dumplings back in Shenzhen instead, mm-hmm. you know, and to continue her business where she'll live forever or whatever. I you know yeah I don't know they it isn't very satisfying with her character except that it's like she's the the gateway to this like depravity and that never will be closed yeah you know it, it is all like there is always somebody existing that willing to sell you whatever you want you know no matter how depraved no matter how you know that's i, I think that's you know sort of the 
idea. So she's still out there in the world. You know, yep. you want to go get some dumplings from her? Let's go, Joe. We can run right on down. Great. Get rid of these fine lines. Are you lines. telling me I look old? These fine lines and wrinkles, my crepey skin. Got to yes. get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Neutrogena presents. Horrible. <laughs> Dumplings. Um, I will say this. What is interesting is the movie expands the story a lot because it adds like the masseuse, the subplot with, you know, that. And then the husband also has an affair with Aunt May. They have a whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But the like 30 minute or whatever it is, 25 minute version in Three Extremes is different. So it cuts out all of that. Um, You know, the husband doesn't meet with Aunt May, the masseuse, that whole subplot. So in the end, what actually happens which is even more horrible, <laughs> which I'm kind of surprised in expanding the, the film that they didn't keep this ending because it, it adds a whole other layer of the depravity. So the wife, Mrs. Lee, from ta- doing all the dumplings and all of that and becoming younger and younger, she gets pregnant mm. and she aborts her own baby and then eats it, makes her, yeah, exactly, makes her own dumplings. So <laughs> she eats her own child you know, in order. So it's like, it adds a whole other layer of, yeah, that would have been a much different movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So the, yeah, the short, the short version, that's kind of what happens. It's much quicker, much faster. You know, obviously they don't have as much time to expand. I don't know what, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I, I think that's even better. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it is showing that she's going to do whatever it takes to stay young yeah. and vibrant mm-hmm. and vital and all of those things. Um, youthful, I, so I definitely prefer the that ending, but I don't. I if I'm gonna watch dumplings, I want to watch the whole big yeah. film because it's just I, I. It's another one where I think it's actually very beautiful. I think it's a really pretty movie. Um, even the scenes that are really ugly or horrible, or like you know when she's in places that don't necessarily. There's like just a weird beauty to the way it's shot. Um, you know, it's another one of those sort of at, very atmospheric kind of moves slowly. I, I mm-hmm. like that. I like that a lot. It reminds me of a lot of classic horror. Yeah. And there isn't, there are definitely scenes that are pretty gross. You know, I mean, they show yeah. like the little baby and things, yeah. you know, what's horrifying like about it is like the, it's just the, you know, they, they threw in the visual stuff just to throw it in, to make it, to put a little extra in it. But just yeah. the, the very, the, what the actual premise is, is where the horror lies. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's just such a, um, I just think it's really well crafted and really well done, you know? And again, Mm -hmm. it plays on Mm -hmm. like old, like, um, what is it? Medea? Is that who eats her sons? Uh, Medea kills her children. Kills her children. Mm -hmm. And then like Titus Andronicus where Mm -hmm. they, um, um, for revenge, they bake her, uh, the sons of Sophia. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's like a lot of, Cultural yeah. touchstones. We've for already. This kind it's of. like we've been talking about this for a while, folks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this is nothing new. Western civilization. Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, but there's also the you know the mm-hmm. uh, you know you brought up earlier like the one child rule. And, exactly. You know, there's a lot of conversation about you know at least out here. I. I don't know. I mean, how much stuff is true or how much is like, like xenophobia here in the United States, like making up worse and worse stories about China, (laughs) you know, whether like they're really dumping baby girls in the trash or Mm -hmm. or whatnot. But I think it's also examining that it's like, what's so wrong about what she's doing? Yeah. You know, you know why? Like it's waste. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. You know, otherwise you're just throwing children away, you know? So it's very, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of, Ways to interpret this movie. Yeah. <laughs> All horrifying and creepy. Yeah. But 
<laughs> but, you know, I don't know. Would you eat a baby, Joe? No. No? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm just going to say it really, I'm going to say it loudly emphatically. and emphatically and very quickly. No. Right. <laughs> now they can't come for me. Right. They can't. Although you said it really quick, so it might be like it sounded really no, defensive. No, no, of course not. Of course not. I'm not eating one right now. Right. <laughs> mm. Every time we go somewhere and like children show up out of nowhere, Joshua's like, oh, good snacks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, we're hungry. Okay. okay, we're hungry. Um, let's see, what else can we say about this movie? Go watch it, folks. Yeah. Go look it up. Go watch it. Dumplings. Um What are you doing? Listen to us. Go watch it now. Yeah. Um Let me see, did it oh it says Bai Ling won the award for best supporting actress at the twenty fourth Hong Kong Film Awards in two thousand five. Oh, good for her. So that's something. Good for her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, doing what we can. Stay beautiful. Yes. Eat some dumplings. Um, uh, and give I, us recommendations. Where in San Diego can you get a good dumpling? I love dumplings, and I would love. Uh, there's a place called Dumpling Inn. Oh. Um, it's in uh, Claremont, off Convoy. All right. Let's and go And it's there. very good. Let's go there and have dumplings. And yes. See if they'll We're here a- to see Aunt May. Someone walks back. Ah, bye, Lee. Right. <laughs> Has anyone uh, ever told you you look like Bai Ling? That's racist, sir. I don't like Right. It's a movie. Oh. All right. That's a great way to end this uh, yes. episode. Uh, so, yes, uh, we hope that you all have good rest of your days after listening to this. Uh, bon appetit. <laughs> <laughs> Next time you sit down to a plate of dumplings, think of abortion. Thank you. <laughs> My God. Oh, Joe, goodbye. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Think of a more trend. <laughs> Fright School is produced by Joshua Napier and Joe Farron. Our intro was edited by Davy Boy Productions. Our logo was designed by Jamie Channel Guzman. Episodes are edited and engineered by Joe Farron. Fright School is produced in terrifyingly beautiful San Diego, California. Listening to the Geekscape Network. 